Hi everyone, this is Dr. Jessica and welcome to another episode of The Spinning Chronicles, Life with a Vestibular Disorder. Welcome back. Um, those who are new, welcome. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Those who have been listening before to my previous episodes, hope you are enjoying them. Um, so today we're just going to dive right into it. Um, hope that everybody's week, Christmas was beautiful, amazing, and safe with your family members. Hope that everybody was able to cope um, and be able and were able to um, enjoy the holidays with your family members. So last time that I was here, I spoke about how I went to Dr. Google and did my research online and all that stuff. And in previous episodes, I talked about when I went to my ENT and that he diagnosed me with with vestibular migraines. My first episode, again, going back, was in November of 2019. So all this has been for a span of a month from November 2019 to December of 2019. so after I was diagnosed by my ENT with the vestibular migraine, I did my research like uh, what a normal person will do, but <clears throat> I don't recommend that to my patients to go directly to Google because you need to know what resources you're looking through, right? There's um, a lot of resources that are not what we call um, reliable or professional resources or any sort like that. I did my resource my research through journals and all reliable sources. And that's what I always recommend my patients. And I tell people out there, make sure that you do your own research, but use reliable sources. Um, There's, like I said, anybody can write anything online nowadays, but make sure that you get really good reliable sources written by professionals in those fields. So during the whole span of my two episodes, the trips that I went to the hospital, um, I was I talked about in my previous episodes that my white blood cells were high, and that my ENT and the two ENTs that I saw never mentioned anything. And this whole time, for the span of from November to December, I was like having like a lot of congestion inside of my head, um, but nothing was coming out. I felt it. I've always suffered from sinus congestion. Um, like chronic sinusitis, so I always have a post-nasal drip, but this post-nasal drip this time was different, was like thick. When I'm saying thick, I could feel it going down, but getting stuck in the back of my throat. Um, And in the morning when I wake up, I just wanted to like cough and spit it out. But when when I used to spit it out, I used to cough and dry heave so bad to take it out because it was so thick and when it would come out it would come out dark brown or red like not red dark brown or almost black color so it's like old mucus in there so I told this to my ENT and I remember him telling me I even asked him can sinus problems can cause um vertigo problems he tells me no both of my ENTs that I saw told me no that's not possible uh, but this whole time I'm looking at my paperwork from the hospital, my white blood cells were high. Long story short, I go back to see my ENT because after I went through the testing, after I did my whole research, after my second trip to the hospital, I went to see my ENT and after I got my ENG, VNG, two days later, boom, I woke up with body aches, 
super congested, um, mild fever, um, and this was pre-COVID, this was December. And like so, so congested that when I was blowing my mucus out, it was coming dark brown and green, all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> so I went back to see him. So I went back to my ENT doctor. And at the same time that was happening, I was having a little episode um, of dizziness and lightheadedness and um, pressure in my head. Um, and I told him, I go back to see him and he goes, oh, you're back. I'm like, yeah, can't you hear me? I'm like about to explode. My face hurts. Everything hurts. And I asked him again, are you sure that sinus, like sinus congestion cannot cause vertigo? He tells me, no, that cannot cause it. But I told him, I realized that twice, the two times that I went to the hospital, my white blood cells were high. And he says, let me take a look at the paperwork again. So he takes a look at the paperwork and he goes, oh, yeah. They were high. Mm. So he goes, takes this lidocaine spray, I think it's lidocaine or a numbing agent, sprays it through my nose and throat. He goes, I'm going to shove um, this camera through your nose. It's going to go down to your throat. I just want to see inside. And when he shoves it in there, he turns his TV, this like a computerized TV, and he's like, look at this. This is a massive infection you have in there. And when I'm telling you, it was like a fountain of pus. When I'm saying pus, it was pus, mucus, bacteria, everything coming down. When I'm saying everything, it was disgusting. I've never seen something like that. And he goes, well, I'm going to give you 10-day antibiotics. I'm going to give you another round of prednisone and keep using the nasal spray. So... <clears throat> And he goes, you should feel better with that. I'm like, better with my congestion or better with my dizziness? He goes, better with the congestion and a little bit with the dizziness. And he goes, I cannot give you a third round. This is going to be your second round of prednisone. I cannot give you no more. But make sure you take it. And if anything happens, come back. So I left the doctor's office and... Um, I took the antibiotics because I'm saying I was feeling like crap. It was really bad. I was like, how can this is this not like sinus and ears are connected somehow? Because obviously when you blow your nose, your ears get clogged. So it has to be a way that they're connected. Long story short, I did my research and I found the study back in, I think it was 19... 90 something which is old old you're normally supposed to follow studies like five years no more than five years older old um and it was about sinus congestion causing vertigo and dizziness spells i read it in other words says that if you have a virus or a bacteria infection that is affecting your sinuses it can affect your nerve and your inner ear causing you dizziness so in other words what this study was saying was that whatever I had, I'm self-diagnosing myself, it was probably vestibular neuritis. But with vestibular neuritis, you get a lot of spinning. I did not get no spinning. Mine was just lightheadedness, mild dizziness, and a little bit off. I could walk straight. It's just that my body felt off, off balance. So, and... Eventually, in that month span from November to December, 
new symptoms starting to come out. Like at the beginning, it was just static vision, derealization, and feeling of balance. As the days went by and the weeks went by, I started to get to getting a little bit of tinnitus or tinnitus, like, but not the beeping sound. It was more like a pulse, pul pulsative, pul pulsative tinnitus. Like I could feel my eardrum bouncing or a hissing, which to this day, it's been a year, I still have the hissing, but I'm able to block it out. Um, but I can hear it, the hissing constantly. And when my, when I'm not feeling so good, I can feel it louder. So, um, I started to develop that. I started to develop neck pain in both sides. I started to develop also upper back pain, like, um, the upper shoulder part, people call it shoulder, but it's literally upper trap, upper trapezius muscle, mid back pain. I started to develop occipital pain, like in the back of my head, both sides in the back of my head, temporal pain, which was on the sides of my head, parietal pain, which is on the top of my head, and frontal pain, which is my forehead. Like everything was hurting. Didn't have no ear pressure, but my head felt like somebody was blowing a balloon constantly, deflating it, blowing it up again and deflating it and blowing it up again and deflating it. I was popping pills um, that month of December. I was popping acetaminophen um, as the, if, like, like if there were Skittles. I don't take medication. I've said this in the past. I don't take pills. I don't like it. But I was taking acetaminophen like it was popping candy or Skittles in my mouth. And that is bad because too much acetaminophen can cause ulcers in your stomach and affect your liver. I'm allergic to aspirin, so I have to deal with that. And it will help the pressure that I was feeling in my head, but the discomfort in my neck, the upper trap, it was 24-7. I was able to sleep, but it was 24-7. And I was like, I can't do this. My eyes were bothering me. My forehead was bothering me. My neck, my upper back was bothering me. I got to the point that for Christmas, my cousin got me a heating pad, but it's like for um, tension. So you can heat it up in the microwave and I will put it, it was such a relief. And my husband is a chronic pain patient. So he has CBD um, oils and CBD creams. I will take a CBD cream and rub it up and now my neck. <laughs> Uh, because it was so much pain and discomfort that I couldn't even, I always had to sit down and tilt my head back in the recliner because my head felt super heavy. So um, while I was taking my medications, my antibiotics and um, my prednisone, I was like, this is too much. I can't continue with this pressure in my head. I'm going to see a neurologist because if you have migraines, the next step is to see a neurologist. Made an appointment with a neurologist. I was the first one, 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, there was like an hour-long um, initial exam. And he takes a look at me. He does all the neurological testing, strength, um, touches my face, smile, um, raise your eyebrows, close your eyes tight, frown, buff your cheeks, um, test my strength on my hands, my legs, makes me walk in a straight line, makes me walk back. Um, makes me close my eyes. Um, what's the other one? Makes me close my eyes, put my hands on, and he pushes on them. And everything was fine. And he does this thing on my ears to see if I can hear. He goes, can you hear that? I'm like, yeah. 
And he goes, and they diagnose you with vestibular migraines? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you don't have vestibular migraines. And this is a neurologist. He goes, you don't have vestibular migraines. And I think with vestibular rehab therapy, you're going to be fine. But this is not vestibular migraines, what you have. And I told him, but even my ENT said that I can have vestibular migraines with a silent headache. He goes, yeah, but what you have is not a vestibular migraine. Mind you, this doctor specializes in headaches and migraines. Um, and he goes, and that's my diagnosis, and I'm not going to give you medication because I don't want to put you in SSRIs or um, what's it called? calcium blocker channel medication or something like that because it's not needed. You don't have vestibular migraines. He goes, um, finish your medication that he gave you for your sinus infection. Call me after the holidays because this was the time around this time last year. And... Um, see him again to see how you with the sinus infection and all that stuff and then I'll mail you a prescription for rehabilitation for VRT vestibular rehab therapy okay I'm like okay that sounds good so um, I, I went back to him I think 10 days after I saw him like January and I went back to my ENT and I said um, I just want to follow up with you because my neurologist said, when I said neurologist, he looks at me like, you went to see a neurologist? I'm like, yeah, uh, because I was having like my, this, my, a lot of discomfort in my head and neck. So he said to check to see um, if I need another round of antibiotics, if I'm clear to go because he wants to prescribe vestibular rehab therapy. Same thing. He goes into my nose to check. My sinus infection was completely clear because I was blowing that mucus out like crazy. So it was completely clear. So I called my neurologist after the holidays, like after New Year's. And they said, yeah, we're going to mail you that today. So he mails me that um, BRT prescription. So during this whole time while I was sick, when I was... Um, taking my medication, between ENT and neurology visits, I was like, well, what are we going to do now? Because he wants me to get VRT, so I had to wait for that prescription to come. Let me look some VRT exercises on YouTube. So I'm going back to my background in chiropractic. I know that um, your balance and proprioception is controlled by your inner ear, the muscles in your neck, and also by your eyes. Right, so you have the vestibular ocular reflex, eyes and ears, and then you also have the muscles in your neck. So I started to do some tests on myself to pinpoint where it was coming from. I am glad that I have that background, so it was a lot more easier to me. So I started walking in a straight line, and then I started standing up straight, crossing my arms, feet together, Oh, with eyes open, I'm like, oh, my balance is not, not that bad. As soon as I closed my eyes, I went whoop, sideways. Whoop. I look like a crazy drunk person. So I was like, okay, I think this is, might be coming from my eyes. So I walked, moving my neck side to side. It was fine. Um, I did multiple things and it was fine. So what I started doing is was looking for exercises that I can start doing at home before I went to work or until I got my VRT prescription. I mean, referral. So what I did was I started closing my eyes, standing straight with my hands together, hands around my chest um, for a minute, and then closed my eyes for another minute. Then I did 
with one leg eyes open and then one leg eyes closed the same both for left and right leg i took uh one of my son's little balls that he had like one of those um ball pits those plastic balls and started like throwing it up in the air hand by hand looking at each hand i had a tennis ball so i leaned forward and i started dribbling the ball behind my my leg and then i did it throughout the other leg i used to ba um, bounce the legs the ball in the floor 10 in one hand and another hand um i used to do squats with eyes open did 10 and then 10 with eyes closed I will do stabilization gaze, like looking at a pen, with my head side by side, but keeping my eyes focused on that, on that pen. Um, also did, what is it called? It's like a, with the same pen, just following the pen with my eyes and neck. I did like a 30 minute workout before I went to work and 30 minute before I went to bed. Um, and it, it aggravated a little bit the dizziness, but not something crazy because I kept doing them. Um, and then what was the other thing that I did? Sleeping at night, I had to sleep a little bit, um, lift up a little bit because if I lay completely flat on my back, um, I f was feeling like I was falling. So as the month, the weeks went by me for me waiting, I kept doing more research. I kept putting my symptoms and this thing kept popping up. Um, fill out your intake, um, fill out this. You might have something that is called binocular vision dysfunction. So I filled it out. Um, I filled it out and the doctor calls me back and says, oh, you scored really high in the questionnaire for binocular vision dysfunction. But at that time she didn't take my insurance. So I was not gonna pay cash for that. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll call back to make an appointment. I never came, I never called back because, like I said, she didn't take my insurance and I was not going to pay out of pocket because financially um, I was a sole breadwinner at the moment because my husband um, was laid off and we were having speech therapy issues with my son and it was just me working full time at that moment. So I just disregarded, I just completely disregarded that part. So once I got my VRT prescription, the difficult part was looking for someone that will take my insurance. I live in down, um, what's it called? Downstate Long Island. I mean, downstate New York, I live in Long Island. Um, and there's physical therapy places that do physical therapy, but you need a rehab, rehab place that does vestibular rehab. Um, I really grateful for the Vita, the Vestibular Disorder Association website, because I could find what I was looking for there. So somebody in one of the in, in the Vestibular Disorder Support Group of Facebook stated, "Oh, go to the Vita website; you might find one." So that's what I did, and it's funny because the place that I found was like five minutes from my house, five minutes. So I used to go in the morning before I went to work, but we're going to talk about that in another episode. So that of me not having vestibular migraine was an eye awakening because at that moment I thought this whole time um, that I, I think I had vestibular neuritis because of the symptoms I was having and because of my white blood cells being high and all that. So I self-diagnosed myself with vestibular neuritis at that time. 
And the funny thing is I was looking at it and it will say, oh, you have, it could take up to three months to feel better. I'm like, okay, I can do three months. Um, but as you know, with these vestibular disorders, as the days go by, they drag. And for me, it's been a year and I still have symptoms. And this episode, I don't know if you notice, I've been pausing a lot. This week for me, has been a little bit difficult week. Um, I've been having like a lot of um, warping sensation in my eyes. I think I need to upgrade in my prism lenses. <laughs> I need to call my doctor and go back for that to get them adjusted. Um, so this week has been a little bit difficult. I was doing fine and I haven't felt this way in a while. And I can say since the beginning of this year. So it's not as bad as it was, but it's getting uncomfortable because I can't focus right, my eyes. And um, I started looking at things and I can see shadows around it and that's why I don't like it because my eyes are a little bit off and um, I can hear the hissing a little bit louder today in my ears. So I just wanted to record this episode about my round two and three of doctor's visits. I know that all of you can relate to the situation that you have visited multiple, multiple, multiple doctors and you have gotten multiple, multiple tests with the same runaround or no answers at all. Um, all I have to say is just keep patience, have hope, do your research, follow your gut, be your own advocate. Don't sit down and dwell. That is the worst thing you can do. Start moving if your body allows you to. Don't lay down too much. I notice that the more I move, the less I feel it. The more busy I do around the house, the less I feel it. I start to feel my symptoms more now when I sit down and stay sedentary. <laughs> um, that's when I'm noticing my, my episodes now, when I get every now and then. It's when I sit down and I relax. If I'm moving around, doing things like doing dishes, um, mopping, um, sweeping, exercising. I don't feel it as much, but as soon as I sit, I feel my art, my eyes getting all cross-eyed and warpy and the back of my head starts to bother me a little bit. Um, so just be your own advocate. Fight for what you think is right. Do your own research. Ask questions. Don't be afraid just because the doctor has a doctor degree. You're not going to offend them by asking them a question. And if they get offended, that's the wrong doctor for you then. I love when my patients ask me questions because I love to explain my patients every single thing that they have in their mind. So like I said, if you have questions, ask them. That's why the doctor went to school for to educate their patients as well, not just to push pills, not just to tell you this is what it is and that's it, take it or leave it. No, they're there to help people, okay? So I just wanna wish everybody a beautiful, beautiful, happy new year. Be safe, hope you enjoy it with your family. And if you're going to have be around friends, please be safe. Um, enjoy it. Please, if you do fireworks, make sure that the animals are safe. I love animals, so I don't like when my dog gets nervous with the fireworks. So on next episode, we're going to talk about my vestibular rehab therapy session. My first one. Um, and how did that go and how did it went and what did I expect it to be, which it was good. Um and also, after that, we're going to talk when I had another episode. When I'm saying another episode, another dizzy episode um, that came out of nowhere. So, 
I hope that everybody has a beautiful, beautiful new year. Those who are listening in other countries, if it already happened, well, happy 2021. Hope this year brings a lot of health, a lot of blessings to all of us out there, and that this year becomes a better one than last year because 2020 sucked. I know, (laughs) with the COVID-19 and everybody locked in their house, we spent almost a whole year in our homes, which I think if you're an introvert, you must you must have been like yes this is the time to shine <laughs> like my husband but if you're not like it's my son and myself um you feel like a fish out of water so um hope everybody has a beautiful new year i hope praying for everybody there for fast healing and positive thinking and i hoped for you for all of you guys to i'm sorry my mind just went blank um i hope that all of you have a beautiful new year's and i hope that all of you tune in next episode and if you have any questions you can follow me at the spinning chronicles and instagram which is the underscore spinning underscore chronicles there you can message me dm me pm me or find me in facebook in the vestibular disorder support group or vestibular hope support group And I can ask you questions. You can ask me questions um, or anything that you might like. Okay. So have a happy new year. And I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good night.